My second inclination was to invite you to move down front and toward the middle. My first inclination was just to move us all to the fireside room. I think it'd be pretty cozy in there. Save on the heat bill and all sorts of advantages. But it's winter in Kansas, so I guess we'll deal with this for a while. Hopefully not too many more Sundays will the weatherman schedule it this way. The uh, Bible Daily Bibles are here. If you weren't here this morning and didn't hear that announcement, they're back in the information booth and labeled where you can decide what you want to donate toward one and pick them up and get right on track on our daily Bible reading this year. All right. New Year. We're going to introduce a new Sunday night theme here and a little while, I'll get to that. Let's talk about some other things first. Here's an item from yesterday's newspaper, Letters to the Editor. I don't find the crusades against gays by religious fanatics nearly as disturbing as the many good Christians I encounter who genuinely like homosexuals but still make judgments of them because of religious texts. People need to question ideas, including those in the Bible. I don't necessarily believe the Bible lacks merit, but I certainly don't believe it's infallible either. Keep in mind that other prejudices have their roots in religion. I don't need a book to tell me whom I should or shouldn't accept, and neither do you. fellow wouldn't do well in Sunday school, would he? His attitude about the Bible is that he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it to form his opinions. And you shouldn't either. You should be smarter than that. You should make up your own mind about things. You don't need the Bible. Second item. Some of you may have seen these, may have used them in the past. A little Know Your Bible cards, advertising Know Your Bible program. Uh, we've got a number around here with our name on the bottom there, Northside Church. You can have some and hand them out to friends, family, businesses, whatever you want. Uh, over the holidays, I mailed out a number of these to all of the supporting congregations, people that, congregations that send money to Know Your Bible. And we have some cards printed up for them with their name on it so they can treat it as their program. Uh, and members at uh, Great Bend or wherever can have cards to give to people and say, here, watch this program that my church puts on. Uh, an effective outreach, the personal touch and uh, personal word of mouth, I think is pretty good advertising. So I mailed out those to all the supporting congregations. And I, as I was packing them and mailing them, I thought, I wonder how many people do that. Uh, we, we don't talk about it much around here anymore since we're kind of in the groove of Know Your Bible. But we've got them available and you can publicize the program if you want. But I got to think, I wonder in this day and age how many people uh, would do that or might be intimidated to do that. I mean, you read this kind of thing in the newspaper and think, well, that's the way people think out there. I don't know, want to know if I want to tell them to read their Bible. Uh, somebody might ask you a question if you hand one of these out. 
And, of course, the easiest thing is, well, that's what the show's for. Call them and they'll answer it for you. Uh, but secondly, uh, you might be able to answer it. I think that would be a pretty good goal is to answer a few of them anyway. Um, and that got me thinking. I wonder if most people in the pew, and it, admittedly this crowd here tonight is not most people in the pew. Uh, this is a smaller portion of people in the pew at Northside. Uh, but I wonder if most people in the pew could, could give an answer these days for almost anything. Basic doctrine, basic questions about the Bible. Uh, could we give one or would we be so uh, unaware or unknowing or maybe so intimidated by political correctness that we're afraid to say, yeah, here's what the Bible says. People get in trouble for that these days, quoting the Bible, you know. Um, I think we used to be more known as, as people of the book among churches of Christ. And I don't have any hard evidence or proof or statistics or anything else, but I think we've slipped. I don't think we know the book as well. I don't think we study it the same as we used to, and that's you know, partly my fault. I'm the one that teaches it most of the time. But I think we've probably slipped. I know we've changed in a number of ways. Uh, Looking at this crowd, I know we've kind of lost some of our Puritan ethic. You know, the old Puritans thought God wanted you to suffer a little bit. So this is an extra good night to come to church. Yeah, you get extra points for this one. Get out and get a little frostbite and get stuck a couple times. and That's good. You're suffering. Uh, I think we've lost that. We don't want to suffer at all for anything. But anyhow, those are just a couple things that kind of drove the explanation of this theme, and we'll, we'll talk, get to that in just a moment. Uh, I know we can't do over, better overnight at some of those things, but my goal is that you be able to answer some questions, that you understand. I know it's not my job to spoon-feed you and make you be able to do that, but in preaching the Word, that's the goal. Uh, side of my desk, there's a little card with a little slogan on it where I can see it every once in a while. And the quote I took from somebody, it says, preach the word in a way that your people can understand it and apply it. Uh, that's bottom line, the, the goal of my preaching. If I preach a whole bunch of stuff out of here, and you don't understand it. You sit there and think, I don't know what that means. Well, I haven't done any good. And if I preach it where you can understand it, but you have no idea what to do with it. You don't know how to apply it. You don't know how to take it out of here and put it into the week somehow. Then I hadn't done any good. So if my goal is to preach the word so my people can understand it and apply it, uh, especially Sunday nights, I think fall into that category, uh, I want you to understand it. Uh, because of some of those thoughts and uh, others, I picked the theme for this year on Sunday nights uh, to be what people want to know about the Bible. Now, before you decide if you like that or not, let me explain it a little bit. 
what people want to know about the Bible. As humbly as I can say it, I'm an expert on that. Because I've been listening to people's questions about the Bible for 27 years. Okay? And it's not tainted in any way. It's not uh, focused polling or anything else. It's just open the lines and say, if you wonder something about the Bible, ask. And over 27 years, we've heard a lot of questions. And it's not church people necessarily. It's some church people. It's it's not atheists. There's some atheists. It's, It's all kinds of people. It's just people out there in the real world. I guess you could limit it to a subset of people that have a TV on Sunday morning at least once uh, would be the subset. But in general, it's just people. So I I think that's a good topic for us to help us grow up a little bit and do something that we can apply and use. uh, What people want to know about the Bible. Now, let me be calm you. Uh, it's not a list of know your Bible questions. We're not going to answer this question after this question after this question, and I'll explain how we're going to do it later. But since I've heard so many questions, since we've answered so many questions, uh, I think we can get some good out of working through this topic. Now, before I tell you exactly how we're going to, let me talk about people a little bit. What people want to know about the Bible. Uh, There's all kinds of people. And in general, I think we're blessed in the United States where this book is still fairly well honored. uh, uh, Paid attention to. Studied in some circles. But at least respected in some way. Uh, I think there's a lot of places where it's not paid any attention to at all. Mark, would you say in Scotland uh, this is a little less relevant than in the United States? Okay, That culture uh, doesn't pay much attention to this anymore. Doesn't drive much of anything. Uh, Where Jonathan is in Argentina, there's a whole lot of other things that are important, but this is not at the center of many things. And I think a lot of countries have, have gone past where we are in that, and we're we're getting worse in the United States, but I think we're still blessed. In general, the Bible's uh, honored, respected, relevant in some degree, more than a lot of other places. Now, the kind of people that ask questions, the kind of people that are interested in what the Bible says about a certain topic, there are all kinds. Uh, In fact, I thought I might get an illustration or two out of this folder. I keep a number of different folders. And this one, I throw kind of unique things in, kind of unique questions or letters that are sent to me. Uh, That's my kind word, is unique. (laughs) The actual folder is entitled Funny and Rude. Uh, And that's kind of two groups. I get some are kind of humorous and some are just... You know, not happy with us for some strange reason. Uh, and so I started looking through there, and I thought, man, we can fill a couple hours with these, uh, but I don't intend to. But let me just read a few of you, show you the, the spectrum of people that are interested in what the Bible says about something. 
Uh, here's one that just struck me funny. It was addressed to Bill Oakley. He said, Dear Bill Oakley, uh, thank you all for your television presentations. We know your Bible. Uh, I've studied the Bible since uh, some year long, long ago. I don't remember when I first saw your broadcast, but the three men on the show were very young back then. That was a funny one, not a rude one, you know. The, <laughs> uh, this one uh, was a call taken on Sunday morning. Uh, Linda Dopps in here. She, she took the call. She was the operator. And for some reason, she put smiley faces all through this. She thought this was really a cool call. Uh, this, she recorded it this way. Uh, this caller thinks one of the men on Know Your Bible looks like her father that she's been looking for since she was five. I think it's Steve from her description. <laughs> she goes on, her father has been in prison. Steve, have you been in prison? <laughs> Our operators think some things are funny that really aren't. Um, <laughs> so we get a few funny ones. We get a few people that, um, yeah, some of them hate the Bible. Some of them don't care anything about the Bible. They, they just want to get their point across. Here's one that I won't read any of it, but uh, this is a really, truly racist. You know, I mean, a real racist, not what we call racist today. We call almost anybody that doesn't follow the politically correct line on everything, we call them a racist. But th there are such things as real racists who believe that a race is inferior uh, to all others or to a certain one. And we had answered a question about interracial marriage and said what the Bible has to say about it. And this fellow wasn't happy. Okay. Uh, what the Bible says didn't really matter to him. Okay. He had his idea about something and he wanted us to affirm it, I guess, from the Bible somehow. Uh, this, one's the, this one's a really, truly homophobe. Okay, we also use that wrong. We call anybody that reads the Bible a homophobe these days. Uh, this guy's a homophobe now. Uh, he, he didn't like the kind way we tried to answer a question and wrote to straighten us out. Uh, a lot of people aren't that, that negative about the Bible. Uh, many honor the Bible, I think, in their own way. They respect it and treat it as God's word as, as much as they understand of that. Uh, but something else is more important than the Bible. Uh, tradition is one that comes up a lot. Uh, this person is a devout, devout, devout Catholic. Uh, might be a nun, in fact, from the way she signed it. But she's, she's written a number of times about a number of topics. And this one was about... Uh, the sanctuary. We had said something about, somebody asked a question about is the sanctuary holy or something, and we had answered it that no, it's just a room. You know, and when you gather to worship there, it's a holy place uh, because of how you're using it and all that, but the room's just a room. Well, she took exception to that and wrote quite passionately about how, no, there is a special presence you feel uh, when you walk in to where the divine presence is. Okay? Uh, she honors the Bible a lot, but she's been taught a lot of tradition on top of it that is just as important to her or 
more important to her than what the Bible says. Uh, you know, I mean, we read her the scriptures about God says, you know, you, you don't worship me in buildings. I don't live in buildings. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because you've been taught that tradition. Uh, personal ideas matter more than uh, the Bible sometimes. We very rarely deal with the, the question of marriage and divorce and remarriage uh, because that's just a topic that you can't win discussing in any way. Uh, but I did answer one one time. Somebody had asked, if you're divorced, are you going to hell? You know, I thought, well, I can answer that one. You know, no. <laughs> And here came this many-page diatribe. Uh, I don't know how many pages it is, but... Uh, some member of the church wrote this uh, and sent it to me. This is what we ought to teach on Know Your Bible about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. They have got it all figured out. They know exactly the answer. Here's what to teach to everybody in an audience that's really not interested in all this. You know? uh, so their personal idea, in fact, if you think about it, it, it trumps what we're trying to do on the program. You know, the program is not to give the, the perfect answer to every question, but to interest people, to answer basic general questions, etc. And this person's personal idea is more important than that. Uh, some people believe in addition to the Bible, uh, or instead of the Bible perhaps, uh, only what they've heard, only what they've been told. You know, that they don't think through it or study the Bible enough to know or anything. Uh, one viewer sent this. In fact, they were actually taking the Bible correspondence course. And somebody gave them this three-page lesson about, or not a lesson, but a teaching about how the Church of Christ is a cult. Okay, And I know it's old, old, old because it's got Campbellites in there. How many of you even know what a Campbellite is? Ever heard that term before? About a fourth of you at the most, and nobody under 50. Yeah? Oh, okay, there's somebody under 50 back there. Oh, you're old for your age, girl. Campbellite's an old, old term that you just don't hear anymore. Well, somebody wrote this tract or whatever it is way back when that was in in uh, vogue, and told this person this was true, evidently. And so they wrote at the end of the thing, I can no longer study with you, but I shall pray for you. Please read. Okay, so somebody handed them this and told them, oh, man, they believed it. Okay, uh, there, There's people out there that you know honor the Bible, revere the Bible in some way, but somebody tells them something or they've heard it, especially if they've grown up hearing that, uh, that's more important. Uh, some people have a hobby, a hobby horse that they ride, and it uh, doesn't matter about the rest of the Bible. You've got to get this part right. Okay, uh, Here's a fairly fairly thick folder. Oh, so many papers up there. Anyhow, it's pages and pages and pages about why the King James Bible is the only one uh, that will get you to heaven. All the rest of them will send you to hell. Well, that's her thing. And she sends me something every once in a while to 
tried to save me, I guess. Uh, here's one about Revelation, the, the interpretation of Revelation. We don't interpret it like he, he believes, and he rakes us over the coals here. He may not know may not know the books of the Bible, but he's got a revelation all figured out. And there's people out there like it. They've got a thing that they've got into, and they figured it out, and they know the exact answer and all that. And if you don't agree with them on that, then you don't know what you're talking about anything. So those are just some that came out of there. And those are kind of from the extreme of somebody that hates the Bible and all that on down to has other things that are more important to them. Uh, And there's, in fact, I'd call this an extreme almost, there's a few like this out there. Uh, this is quite old lady. I don't think she tells me how old she is in here. But we do a little trivia question every week. And the trivia question one week, one week was, who fed Elijah? And the answer is, the ravens fed Elijah. You know, or the answer I gave. And so this dear, sweet old lady wrote this card uh, about how she listens and enjoys and uh, all that, uh, how she missed seeing dad and, uh, she missed, gonna miss brother, like she calls him Reverend Oakley, gonna miss him. Uh, she says, I enjoy your new man, Toby Levering. Uh, anyhow, then she says, I was listening when you, uh, answered who was Elijah fed by. And so she told me, number one, he was fed by the ravens. Number two, he was fed by the widow. And number three, an angel gave him a cake and a jar of water. And she gave me scriptures for all of them. Uh, this old gal knows her Bible. You know, and she wanted us to know our Bible. <laughs> you know, uh, it was a trivia question, Vera. Come on, lighten up, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she wanted it right. And there's folks out there like that, which I think is cool. Uh, that's good. Um so those are some of the kind of people that we get to ask things about the Bible. Now, here's what I want to tell you. I think, personally, all of those are a minority. I think you lump all those together. It's a very small minority of the people out there. I think the vast majority of people out there in the real world trust the Bible have a very limited, basic knowledge of it, and they want to know some things. Whatever's going on in their life right then, they want to know what the Bible says about that. They just don't know much about the Bible. And maybe everybody they ask, they get a different answer. I mean, if you just listen to TV, you hear different answers. And here's these people that... Almost every question they answer, they put a scripture up on the screen from the Bible. They're saying, here's what the Bible says about that. Hopefully in fairly understandable terms. Uh, I think that's the majority. Because that's the majority of the questions we get. Yeah, we get funny ones. We get rude ones. We get odd ones. We get really strange ones sometimes. But the vast majority... I don't know what the percentage is, but are people like that that, you know, they believe the Bible's got some truth in it. And they just want to know in in a simple answer without a whole bunch of rigmarole or a whole bunch of confusion. 
Now, what's the Bible say about that? And I think that's one reason we've stayed popular and on the air and in business for as long as we have. Uh, there's a lot of people out there like that. I think it's the majority. So the plan for this year's Sunday nights is, like I said, not we're not going to do a list of Know Your Bible questions, but all of those general questions that people ask, things about life and about doctrine and everything else, they can be grouped. Uh, and I haven't done it scientifically. I haven't, I've got all the questions written down, but I haven't categorized them into groups technically and seen what percentage and all that. Uh, but what I intend to do this Sunday night, this year on Sunday nights, is go through those topics, those groups, some of them. Can't do all of them, but some of them. Uh, and do a pretty comprehensive Bible study of that topic. So you know it. So, so, so you understand how it all fits together. And hopefully so you could give an answer if somebody asks you. And so you can apply it in your own life. Uh, example. If I was asked what's the number one question asked on Know Your Bible, uh, we probably get, where'd Cain get his wife more than any other question. But if you group them and, and put them in the a topic area, I'd say the biggest one is people want to know what happens after death. And co-equal with that probably is what what's heaven like? I mean, people have heard about purgatory. Uh, they've heard about Hades. They hear us answer questions about that. Uh, and then they hear about a judgment. Of course, on top of that, they got all the rapture and everything mixed in there. But, I mean, we get questions. Uh, where does the soul go after death? You know, ex- tell me exactly where this is and how this works. Uh, they, they figure out for themselves. They hear about... People dying and going to heaven, we say, but then they hear about Judgment Day coming later where people either get sent to heaven or get sent to hell. So they say, how's that work? You know, what, what are we going to be judged for if we've already gone to heaven? Yeah. Those are basic kind of things that people in the world wonder about. They wonder about what's going to be in heaven. You know, that, that's probably actually the number two question is, will we know people in heaven? You know, will we recognize people? Uh, corollaries are that. How can we be happy if somebody's not there that we love? Corollary of that is, if you've been married twice, who are you going to be married to in heaven? How's that going to work? Uh, we get all kinds of questions about that. But if you lump them all in a topic... What happens after death? What's heaven going to be like? I think is probably the preeminent question we get. So we're going to make that a topic. We're going to study that and do a pretty comprehensive theology of what the Bible says about what happens after death and what we know about heaven. Hopefully that will be helpful. Uh, Another big group, and this is a kind of unique one because they don't really know their asking questions in this group, but it's about Old Testament versus New Testament. Okay. The people don't know the difference. Okay. It's just Bible. 
So they ask questions about that. Can we eat anything? You know, somebody told me the Bible said you can't eat this and you can't eat that. Well, what's the Bible say about that? Uh, worship things, Saturday, Sunday, uh, lots. In fact, that's we've always said uh, that would eliminate half our questions if people just understood the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, that's where our correspondence course starts. It's the first two lessons are the Old Testament, the New Testament. Figure the difference out. And you can answer a whole lot of questions if you know that difference. But people in the world don't. So they ask a lot of questions about that, and we'll talk about that as kind of a group. Uh, salvation. We got a lot of questions about do you have to do this? What is this required? And all that. Of course, a lot of it's around baptism and faith only and all kinds of things there, but we'll talk about that in kind of a group. Uh, we get quite a few about why should we believe the Bible. You know, I don't know if we'll take time to do some basic apologetics or not, but uh, maybe some real basic ones. Uh, end times are a biggie. You know, the the rapture and who's coming when and when when are the the righteous going away and. All that, we got a lot of questions about that, so we might work through the end times a little bit. Um, there's a lot of confusion about God and His nature. You know, is Jesus God? You know, what the Holy Spirit? And is there only one God? And, and of course, the Unitarians get them confused, and uh, a lot of other groups confuse things on that. So God and his nature, I think, might be a big one that we we tackle. So anyhow, those are some of the kind of things I've got in mind for this year. I'm, I'm thinking two to four to six at the most, maybe weeks on a topic like that, a group like that. And we'll work through it with the goal of having you understand it and be able to apply it. Uh, let's read two verses as we close tonight, and it'll kind of... Summarize what my intent is here, perhaps. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. You may know what we're going to read already. Verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the truth. Do your best to work at it, to be a workman who understands this book. Who correctly handles the truth. And then the other one is First Peter chapter three, verse fifteen. Always be prepared to give an answer. To everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And let me clarify, I don't think that means we're supposed to be able to give an answer to every question anybody asks us. But we're supposed to be able to give an answer when somebody says, why do you believe what you believe? Well, why do you have some hope that you're going to heaven? That's pretty basic stuff we ought to be able to answer. And a lot of these topics that we're going to tackle are pretty basic, and hopefully we'll tackle them well. So that's the plan for Sunday evenings, and hopefully we'll have better weather from now on on Sunday evenings. But that's the plan. Starting next week, uh, we're going to start with some basics of Bible study, just some real things, because you've you got to be able to explain to people, uh, well, here's what you do first. Here, here's how you study the Bible. 
For instance, number one is context. How many times a week do we say that, Toby? Uh, people will pick a verse out and say, what's this mean? I've heard this meant so-and-so. Well, no, look at the context. So we'll do a few basic Bible study techniques and then get into some topics. All right, thank you for your attention tonight. We're going to offer an invitation in case anyone here wants to respond in any way. Uh, let's stand and sing this song. If you need to come, come.